0: Hello and good evening everyone. Welcome to the TXR podcast. There's nothing better than cracking open a cold one on a Sunday night, listening to TXR and starting off your week right. This is your favorite broadcaster, Invader, here. And we've got a very interesting show lined up for you with our special guest. But first, the panel intros. First, a man who could use a few joy pills before the show, Mr. Downer. How's it going, bud? What's going on, Gareth?
1: How we doing? I'm doing pretty good. I didn't know I was getting introduced like for that way. <laughs> <laughs> <was doing> <laughs> Caught me off guard.
2: <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing well, Invader. It just got my ass handed to me by my five year old in Smash Brothers before this, but they're not doing well.
0: <laughs> Keep them away from the Legos. He might toss them at you. <laughs> All right, next up, he's back from the kennel. Tim Dog, my friend. What's new and exciting?
3: Happy to be here. Happy to see uh, my friend Gareth here and uh, you guys as well. My first TXR show after the hiatus. Um, Happy to be here and uh, ready to talk some Xbox games and whatever else.
0: Of course, of course.
3: And next, my,
0: my fellow metal alien, Megatron. What's up, bud?
4: What's up, people? Ladies and gents, uh, excited to do this show. We got Gareth on, and uh, I'm pumped. <laughs>
0: Let's do it. All right. All right. Me too. And next on deck, a community favorite who has a bit of a sweet side to him, Mr. Doc Cupcake. How you doing?
5: Doing great. So happy to be back on TXR. I've missed you all, uh, gentlemen, everyone.
2: We miss you too, I- buddy.
5: I know, I've missed you guys. It's been an eventful uh, time since this passed, but I'm glad to be here feeling better.
2: Good.
0: All right, right. good stuff, good stuff. And of course, panel member Southbound won't be in attendance tonight as he's doing some things on the south side, but uh, don't worry, he'll be back. (laughs) And without further delay, let me introduce to you our special guest. He's a multiple award-winning composer and also a huge gentleman. He's currently working on the game Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mr. Gareth Coker, how are you doing, Gareth?
1: I'm doing pretty good, considering it's uh, two minutes past in the morning where I am at. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, really happy to be here.
0: Uh, thanks. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty late. Are uh, you uh, partying over there?
1: uh not this evening but uh it, it's 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 certainly it's certainly a part of the trip for sure <laughs> <laughs>
2: great. how can you how can
1: very... you party when you come to europe <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly very nice and now before we, we we begin to those in the chat please feel free to leave any questions i will be choosing some questions uh to ask during the show so please don't forget to share this out and be kind and give a like so yeah save up your questions fellas it's gonna be good save up some really good questions and now Gareth to start off what can you tell us about your background in in the industry where did you start off
1: um i mean i've been working professionally since uh 2009 now um and like my my early years uh, in, in the game industry um was spent doing student projects and like mods for, for games. And then eventually one day in my inbox, I got messaged by Thomas Marler, who I think has been on your podcast before, um, or on your show before. Um, and uh, yeah, he was like, do you wanna, we really like your music and do you wanna do the meme for this prototype that we have? At the time it wasn't even called Ori, but it's what became Ori. I did 10 minutes of music for the prototype. They pitched it to various publishers and uh, the the rest is kind of history. Microsoft picked the game up and all of a sudden I was like scoring game, which I thought was just gonna be a cute indie platformer and it ended up, you know, well, you guys know how big Ori got. I think it just got bigger than any of us expected, um, and that kind of really changed everything for me. Because within a couple of months of Ori coming out, and I, you know, I got to work on Minecraft. I got to work on Ark Survival Evolved, and it's just kind of, it's kind of like this avalancheing snowball that keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I'm just trying to stay in control of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, of course, and I just knows that southbound popped in southbound. How are you doing pal?
6: Oh, man I'm doing lovely. How about the rest of you guys? Hey,
0: <laughs> I'm late, but I'm
6: always on time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're here, buddy We have a VIP here, so I you know, I mean, how could I miss that?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's right that's right the uh, the gentleman uh, Gareth Coker in the house. Now Gareth you've lived in a wide variety of places from the looks of it England, Holland, Japan and also the USA. Do you feel that those places have had any influence on your music?
1: Yeah and it's not just it's not just like living in these places it's uh, it's also just having access to like the the places that are nearby. You know if you live in the us you can easily visit canada you can easily visit mexico um if you live in japan you have access to the rest of asia and of course like being from europe i mean i'm near like 45 different countries so um when when you have that kind of access to the rest of the world just by being there you're even if you're not trying to learn something, stuff's gonna enter your brain whether you want it to or not. And that can sometimes mean like really weird stuff. It can mean good stuff, it can mean bad stuff, but all like kind of influences um, for me, the the way I write music. Um, I think like one of the things about creating good art is having good taste and you can only have good taste if you experience more things, and the way you experience more things is obviously to see as much of the world as possible. Damn, that was a good answer. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, I should do more interviews. Yeah, okay, you hit it out of the park at, at three o'clock. In that the morning. was an awesome
3: answer. My
4: That's an awesome answer, man. That's the mind of a genius right there. We're learning exactly I like his music
3: exactly we, we're, <laughs> we're know, here to take' Gareth. we're here to take it in just you know hey we're, we're learning he, preach my brother preach you know got a lot of respect <laughs> for you you know I mean you, one of the things that I've always noticed about you uh, through the years is you're very humble you know you don't you're not one of these guys who gets uh in a way I think you know you never get too high on yourself I mean think of the stuff that you've done um, and the, the ride as you called it and, and it's still ongoing uh you know you're just an extremely talented person, and, and you know you. It's great. It's it's really nice to see how humble you are. But sometimes I think you could even be a little uh, more cocky because you know I, I really feel that your music is. You know your your you know the way you do things is is amazing and uh, future's bright. I know I've said that a lot, but it is.
2: Yeah, Gareth. I remember playing Ori for the first time, and you know listening to the soundtrack. I was like, wow, this guy is an absolute genius. And it, I mean really made the game 100% better and it the was just feels baby experience. the
6: feels. Oh yeah. I yeah. Big mm. time.
0: Yeah, just the overall atmosphere of the game is just astounding. No wonder people just kind of enveloped around and just became this sensation that what it turned into. Now, so Gareth, you've worked on a variety of game soundtracks recently. From of course Ori to Ark Survival Evolved, Minecraft, the uh, Greek mythology expansion, I believe, and to also a, a VR game, The Unspoken, which I, I happen to love the soundtrack for. And how do you find like all the inspiration to fit all these different kinds of games? Because they're all like they're different genres, and like how do you find the inspiration to come up with uh, the music for these titles?
1: you i mean it usually starts from the the story and the the setting um so let's just let's just take arc i mean arcs arcs a pretty straightforward one like when i saw the first trailer um i was just like what on earth is going on here this is incredible <laughs> like there's so there's like there's so much going on um and, and you know let, each let just, each new uh, shot in
6: real quick here's a funny yep, story for about arc real quick Tim and I were playing it uh, when it was when it was uh, barely launched on the Xbox, right. uh, you know, preview, and I was I, we were crawling under some sand or something, and you know you you know you could take a dump in the in the game, and Tim ate it after, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just goes, "Ew!" and we like, it was so funny. <laughs>
3: Yes, you didn't know what it was, you
6: just like, oh, an apple, you know. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that just is one of those classic moments that you never forget, you know.
1: I mean, there's tons of arc poop stories, so that's just another (laughs) one. um, So, um, but yeah, that that, the game was so like fantastic. Um, and they all they said to me at the beginning is like, we need we need a killer theme. and when you've got like that much material to work with, it's it's like really easy to get inspired. And they didn't really put any limitations on me. Uh, they just said they just said they didn't want it to sound like Jurassic Park. Uh, so I made sure that it didn't sound like Jurassic Park because uh, it's already been done. And if if like if you know if I tried to sound like John Williams, uh, I would still sound like second-rate John Williams, even if I researched it to like and, and try to do my best to emulate it so uh yeah they just let me do my own thing um with the minecraft uh greek mythology and i've, I've actually done three more mythologies since then we've now in the greek china uh norse mythology which is my personal favorite mm-hmm. and uh, we did egyptian mythology last year um these are all kind of fun because I can ex- get to explore a period of history and kind of put my own spin on things. Um, it's also a departure from the regular music of Minecraft, um, which is quite relaxing. Um, and for these, they're like, no, nah, we just want you to go big and like try and evoke these uh, fantastical worlds. If you've gotten any of these expansions and you've loaded up the the, the basic map. Uh, they've done an amazing job, like creating a map, like that takes you into that period of time. Um, so, with those, it's just like getting to visit a part of history. And with the Unspoken, it's it's a it's a twenty-first century magic game. So uh, there's like no orchestra, um, and it's it's all electronic. So because that's a big departure from my normal work, uh, I. A little bit more research and like experimentation than I would, um, than I was perhaps used to. Um, but doing that, you also learn a bunch of new stuff as well. So I can always like find for any projects that I'm working on a form of inspiration either through like the actual content or also because I'm gonna learn something new every time. Like the journey of learning is never ever ever done as a composer, there's always something new. And this, you know, this may surprise you, but like, I don't really enjoy listening to Ori anymore because all I hear is mistakes. But like, even though the the game was successful and the soundtrack was success successful, um, I'm kind of glad I get a second crack at it with uh, with Will of the Wisps because wow. like everything so I've learned. One.
4: I can I'm I like that answer. I like that answer. Yeah.
1: That's the it's, it's. not. It's. It's.
3: It's not that. Like I
1: think. I think that was the best version of me in 2015. But uh, I personally think like I've. I've learned a lot in the. In the three years since three and a half years since it came out, um, and uh i'm I'm just interested to see like, what happens with that extra three and a half years of experience and what's gonna happen in the sequel wow so yeah it's uh, getting into it is like it, i i don't find it difficult yet, and I hope that continues
4: <laughs> we got Mike Ybar in the chat also enjoying the music and or he's commenting here, seeing how great it was
1: <laughs> oh cool <laughs>
3: yeah uh, you know, t- t- you know. I know you obviously can't talk about the game as much because it's coming out in the future. But would you say that this was a powerful journey for you, the way the way it's coming along? Do you are you confident that you're gonna knock it out of the ballpark with Willow of the Wisps, and that you could actually I look mean, back on it and be happy because you just said that you you find mistakes with Ori in the Blind Forest. Do you think that you could? Uh, which you know uh, that's just being a, you know uh, uh, that's you but um yeah you think you could you could rectify that and, and feel like you did it with this this next one well version? i
1: mean when i when i say mistakes it's like it's it's mistakes that like probably only the composer would hear like anyone like who doesn't know the music inside out isn't going to hear the mistakes it's so so it's just like um but there's some there's some other cool stuff like you know i can um I have a you know, a few more because the game did well the first time around, I have a few more resources I can throw at it and like so I can hire some people who I've always wanted to hire uh, to like perform on the soundtrack, for example. Like there's just there's just like little things that I can do that just weren't possible the first time around. Um, and sometimes um, Sometimes having too many options can be a bad thing, but because I've not had that opportunity before, um, it's it's a chance to like really uh, experiment a bit a bit more than I was able to on the first one. Not that I wasn't able to experiment, um, but it's like um, the it's like the the shackles are off basically. Um, so um, that's that's what I'm like really uh, excited to see, um, and uh, you know it's. Uh, our release date is sometime in 2019. Uh, um, and I look forward to uh, like seeing what the, the world's going to think uh, when it's out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're very excited to learn more about Ori, for sure. We're uh, chomping at the teeth. Um, but to switch gears a little bit, obviously <laughs> you've been involved with gaming for a while. And what would you say would be your favorite
1: gaming memory? I p- I picked three because the uh, this qu- like the questions were sent to me in advance, and I was like, okay, I need to like make sure I give a good answer for this because like uh, this is if I, I, <laughs> Jeremy, spend, I could ass. spend an like, hour thinking this about show? this. <laughs> here. Uh, no, this was super helpful because it allowed me to think about it. So the, the three the like uh, there's two from like the very like near the beginning of my gaming career, and one is very recent. Um, so the first like memory um, that I really have, like that has stuck with me forever. Um, there may be a few people who haven't played this game. It's unlikely, but I'm not going to spoil it. But the, a key scene in Final Fantasy VII. Um, <laughs> And I think anyone who's played Final Fantasy VII knows what that scene is, but um, it involves one of the main characters oh, yeah. and the villain, um, yeah. and that's all I'll say. Um, but that was like the first like moment in games that like I really noticed everything. Like it it comes like basically at the end of probably Act One of the game, maybe Act Two, um, but like it just I mean it's just like the image is burned in my brain. Um, the second is from this the second like favorite gaming memory is from uh, the first Deus Ex game, and it's mainly for for the reasons that I think it was the first game that I played where like you can truly play how you want. Um, it's like an RPG that really is like an RPG. Um, like if you want to stealth everything, you can. If you want to blow everything up and go in all guns blazing, you can. But also, it's the first game. I played which had multiple endings. Um, and of course, like this is in like nineteen ninety seven, and, and, and like the fact that all of that fit onto one compact disk. And if you think how big games are now, like, you know, we've got 100 gigabyte downloads, and then the entire of Deus Ex is on a 650-megabyte CD. Like it's mm, crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. how much you could like how efficient that was also it had a it had a killer soundtrack uh, like i can still remember the main theme for that game I, and then I re- switch sorry go on
2: i remember when invisible war came out on the xbox and the pc and thing this game was it, the game was way ahead of its time at the time
1: yeah uh, um yeah like um And then there was was Human Revolution, which was amazing. And then there was Mankind Divided, which I didn't like as much as Human Revolution, because I feel like it didn't really have an ending. Um, But uh, I love the Deus Ex series. I hope it's not dead. Uh, I hope they keep going with it. But obviously, that depends on sales. The third game, uh, this game, when I played it last year, it absolutely blew my mind. I think it represents the future of what cinematic games can be, and it's Ninja Theory's Hellblade Senua's sacrifice. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. Just like, uh, I think think it's absolutely unbelievable. The presentation, uh, I think it's unmatched. Um, The storytelling, like, I don't it's 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 there's combat in the game, but like when you're walking through the environment, even just walking through the environment is so simple. Like you you know, there's this genre of games called walking simulators and they get a lot of flack, but like so much of Hellblade is just walking through the environment. But like there's there's so much going on, it's utterly captivating from every from every moment. And then you've got the puzzle element of the game, and then you've got the combat element of the game, and it is all building to this ending sequence, which like, I remember when I finished the game, because you can finish the game in a weekend, I think. Um, I remember when I finished the game, I watched the credits and I was just like my, rarely, it's rarely happened that like my, my jaw has just dropped, like how good the presentation was and the escalation of tension throughout the, throughout the final uh, sequence of the game. Um, the only thing I haven't done yet is play it in VR. Um, and that is like next on my list when I, <laughs> when I have some time, which isn't going to happen for a while. But um, like uh, I've played Hellblade. I've watched other people help play Hellblade. Um, it's one of my favorite games ever.
4: Very nice. Sounds like you'd probably be willing to do something like that in the future maybe you think you. Would oh yeah. uh
1: yeah it's um that that game just blew, blew my mind um it's uh yeah um i i hope could you scare this us huge games could you scare Sorry?
3: us if you were composing the game like something like that could could you scare like you think that would be a good part of what you do to like make a real scare type
1: comp- I mean,
3: comp-
1: composition i could i could can- Talk a bit more about that later. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, 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 yes is the um, um, yes. Yes is the the short answer. I could. I could definitely. Um, it's doing stuff like that is like the ability to scare is just to. Um, it's all about pacing, like understanding where to like. Just it's just the timing of things. Um, so. Um, I actually didn't find Hellblade that scary. Uh, it affected me more on a, a psychological level, uh, which I think was their goal. But I can definitely understand. There's definitely a couple of things. which scared. Was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was <laughs> scared. Did you finish it?
3: I'm very close to finishing it. Um, I'm, I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm up to pretty much, I think, the last. The last part, but uh, finish my, it. My, come on, my, on, come on, yeah. Come my on Tim, my, finish it. my experience <laughs> with it um, is that uh, the 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 sound, the 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 surround sound of that game, and even I yep. just played Resident Evil Two. Just the, I mean, that's the whole cool thing. But that that also the, this just the overall thing with the with that scared me like, and I remember playing it, and I'd be like, remember one specific time playing it, and I kept looking out my window, and I kept thinking I saw somebody. I totally freaked myself out where I was like, I can't play this game anymore. I had to put the game down. Obviously, people get that, but it just like your mind started playing tricks on you, and yeah, uh, yeah that was uh, their their visual des- their visual design is is something else uh ninja theory and uh can't wait to see what they're doing next too
1: uh neither can i like the um yeah they're they're definitely one to watch for sure um yeah I, i've i've Everyone who I've uh, spoken to, I was just like, "Have you played Hellblade?" because it's still it's not like it's it's done well, but like it's one of those games where like I think it's done better from from word of mouth. like people have played it, and they're like, "Oh my God, you play this game. Um, I, I don't know many people that haven't, uh, sorry I don't know many people that have played it that didn't like get something like visceral mm-hmm. and emotional from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right no hellblade is very good like i just beat it recently and i'm just a loss for words like just the amount of detail like whether it be the character the soundtracks is just monumental um yep oh that's for sure that's for sure so moving on uh we had talked a bit about your inspirations to fit uh, different games you've worked on but uh specifically for the ori soundtracks uh what kinds of inspirations did you draw upon to create uh, both Ori and the Blind Forest and the current uh, Will of the Wisps.
1: Where um, the where the, where it starts for for the Ori games, it's it's all about the look. Um, so if you think back to, to Blind Forest, each main area of the game has a very distinctive look um, or a distinctive like design hook, um, like. For example, the the Forlorn Ruins in the game is is very icy and cold. Um, So I'm trying music that reflects that. Um, The Misty Woods, on the other hand, it's just just another part of the forest, but the Misty Woods um, doesn't have a map. So it's supposed to feel like you're getting lost. Um, So I want the music to feel like it's getting lost and never so it's the music for the misty words It never it never feels like it has an ending um and there's logical devices that you can use that which makes which it feels like the music never comes to an end it just keeps going and going and going um and it's really just about matching the music to the environment because ultimately ori is journeying through the world and Ori doesn't know like any of these parts of the world, so I'm trying to like write the music from Ori's point of view. Like, what would this world feel like to Ori? Because um, also the player is playing as Ori, so that obviously is going to translate to the player as well. Um, in terms of like to get like a musical answer, um, if you think to the the Ginzo tree level, and this is some pretty mm-hmm. basic stuff, but like. <laughs> A tree inside a tree. So, what's a tree made of? Wood. So, let's use instruments made out of wood. Like, it's so basic, um, but sometimes, like, the the most basic solutions get overlooked. Um, There's another area of the game the Valley of the Wind. What kind of instrument do you think I might use for Valley of the Wind? A wind instrument. And it's featured all over that section of the game. Um, so generally, what I try and do is think about the obvious solutions first, and only if the obvious solutions don't work, then I'll try something else.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah, I love it.
3: Uh, yeah, it's great. I love. You just, it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. Now, besides the musical score, uh, what? How else are you involved with *Ori and the Well of the Wisps*? Are Are you involved in any other capacities?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, my like my official capacity is as um, composer. But one of the cool things about Moon Studios is everyone can give feedback on everything, <laughs> um, which uh, you know nor- normally it, do- it doesn't happen that often. But like um, one of the areas I like have quite a lot of input in is the actual cutscenes and how they're paced um one one thing i've always thought is that composers would make good editors actually there's a composer who just got an oscar nomination for editing the bohemian rhapsody film Um, and the reason for this is because to write music that makes you feel something it has to be paced well and to make a good edit is also is the same thing as as, as doing painting. So with the cutscenes for for the game, and I did this on Ori One as well. Um, I have a lot of say in how long some shots last, and if I feel something is too long, um, and because I want the music and. At a certain time, I'll just be, right. I will just go to the animation or the art team was like, hey, can you make this shot shorter? There's a lot of back and forth, and it's really cool. Um, just for content, what usually happens in film and games is the composer just gets a video and it's like, all right, write music for that. And there's almost no adjustment on time. Um, but with this, one of the cool things about Me Studios is we just get to have this back and forth and cross-department collaboration which uh, which I think results in a more cohesive game uh, it's wow. not easy to do and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of disagreements um, but I don't think you can make something great without having disagreements so um, usually in the end like the the end result is usually uh, very clear like once you once you put it together I've actually got a really great example of something so simple, um but it made such a big difference in how it was perceived. Um you all remember the first trailer for Will of the Wisps, um the one where I played piano oh, at, yeah. on yeah. stage. Oh yeah. Oh, crowd went wild. <laughs> so so, I had to dry
6: Jeremy's tears.
1: <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> so the final shot, right? You remember when Ori comes on screen? Um yeah. There's that final shot. Now, you can rewatch it after this as well. But, like, there was a big discussion in the team about when to bring the theme in. Like, dun, 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 dun. and about half the team thought it should come in when Ori enters on screen. And I'm like, no, it should enter when Ori puts his arm around the owl because that's what the game is all about. And so I just made both. And I was just like, here's version one and here's version two. And after the team saw both versions, it was unanimous that, like, yeah. uh, that we should put the main theme on when Ori puts his arm around the owl. It's just like simple stuff like that. It's, it's only like three seconds different in the music but like it makes such a big difference to how things are perceived. And it's just like that level of detail is what we're trying to do throughout the whole.
2: Yeah,
5: well, I know. I'm sorry,
2: oh, go ahead. ahead, go ahead,
5: Doc. Okay, well, I was just gonna say. I mean, it's very obvious. Uh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the way you uh, have composed because uh, the way that you're able to create a voice for these inanimate objects that are within the game, say, or something that's out, uh, that's on the screen. Uh, you've been able to convey voices that I don't think um, many uh, can actually do within games. So, kudos to you on that. But I will say this: um, I, I'm excited to see uh, how you take this up uh, a notch on the next level. Because, as you were saying, you know, uh, this one's even bigger and better. Because that video, that when he wrapped his arm around it, I'm telling you, it that voice that came just from that one scene alone, with the subtle music, and it all just kind of climactically came together. Um, that is kind of like top tier that people don't realize uh that you know this is stuff that is very hard to find um and i'm wondering how you visualize this um how are you finding that voice uh for these characters and that stuff um is there a certain thing that you try to uh channel or anything um to kind of find <laughs> these
1: voices i think um Whenever doing something like this, which which when you're trying to create emotion, I think for me it's all about just channeling my own life experiences or having heard other people's life experiences. So um, it's hard to put into words like how that translates into music, uh, but ultimately I'm just looking. I'm just looking at what the what we're trying to do and how we're trying to tell the story, uh, and you know, with that moment in the trailer, um, it it just seemed very obvious to me, that, that especially for the people who had played Ori One, and the whole the whole thing about Ori One is you know is the, is the connection between mother and child. Uh, um, this is similar. It's it's Ori and and a friend. Um, and that seemed to me to be the strongest, the strongest callback. Um, but I, if if I could put, if I could give you a good answer, I would write a book about it, and then I would sell it on Amazon. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would buy, buy it. it. My, you have um, to do that. You have to do yeah. it. Doc, I would <laughs> buy that book. <laughs> yeah, Doc, that was a great. That was a great question, Doc
4: yeah Uh, great
1: question it's it's like such a tough it's such a tough thing to answer because it's so specific not just to every project but also to like even every scene in the project um that would be a question to ask me um when the game is finished okay (laughs) because then because then because then i'll like have have all of the experiences and i'll actually be able to talk about it Um, so you're
3: coming um, back that means
1: yes (laughs) yes yes. let me get back (laughs) to
3: you on that one
2: Okay. <laughs> so speaking about Ori 2, you know, I think everybody's excited yep. here to obviously, uh, you know, get into it whenever the release date is. Talk about how the development process uh, with the Will-O-Wisp, as opposed to the Blind Forest, you know, what kind of challenges uh, brings to the table as far as that goes?
1: Well, I think the the first thing that springs to mind is everyone knows who we are now. <laughs> Like no. we're not this unknown studio coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, the
6: live-up previously. Like,
1: yeah, there's 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 expectation there for sure, um, and that's that's for every department. Like you know, animation, storytelling, uh, art, music, uh, design. Um, everyone knows who we are, and there's 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 a decent amount of hype for the game. Um, so it's um, I think just dealing with that um, is is a challenge in itself. But to flip that on its head, um, we, the, the talent on the team is just absolutely insane. One of the benefits <laughs> of having finished Ori 1 um, and it doing so well and now that are making the sequel is uh, we can attract some pretty, pretty impressive talent. And oh, nice. that I believe will show in the in the final in the final game when it comes out. Like it's it's just unbelievable the people who I get to work with uh, every every day. Um, and so so while there are challenges dealing with the expectation, we also like we have a mix of people around the first game and people who are joining for the second game so we have some fresh perspectives as well um, and when you combine that all together um, it's it results in creating something that's new new and special um,
4: yeah if you got but it, yeah you I know. think
1: I'm sorry go ahead, go ahead. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah I think other than that it's just like we're, we, we also you know we also want to, to look at the things that you know came up in the first game. Uh, that perhaps people didn't enjoy so much um, and uh, and see and see if we can improve or, or tweak them uh, as well as, you know, strengthening strengthening our strengths and tightening up the, the weaknesses.
6: Gareth, can I ask you a question real quick? What about people that don't really like, you know, platformers or just they're not good at it at all? Like myself, I, I'm, I'm horrible at them. So I, you know, get in a certain situation where I can't figure out the puzzle, and I just give up. What What would you say for people like me? You too. Um, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> what Yes, yeah. yeah, that's a good No, answer. but
6: see, I just get frustrated because I, I want to do it myself. You know, obviously, I feel like a cheater if I go for a guide or something like that. Not, not that I have any any issue with anybody getting guides, but I would want to figure it myself. And when I can't, then I feel like a complete idiot.
1: Well, I think um, I think one of the things um, that uh, we didn't—I don't think we had in the first game. We didn't even have an easy mode in the first game. Like it was just like one difficulty, if I recall correctly, or maybe they were just normal, hard, and then crazy hard. Um, but then in the definitive edition, we released uh, we released an easier mode, um, and. Um, I think there's other things that we can do to make uh, your platforming life a little bit easier uh, you know whether it's uh, I, th- I think one of the issues from the first game was that uh, people had trouble with the save system not everyone had trouble with it but like um, save using um, creating a save point used up your energy and you might en- you could have ended up in situations where you didn't have enough energy to make a save point, and then you end up getting trapped. Um, so I th- that's something that we definitely looked at. Um, but I think the one thing I, I don't want to make you feel bad, but like <laughs> my dad, my dad who's who's never played a platformer and was sixty-five I'm, at before he came oh, out. My, wow. dad, my dad. My dad's yes. a and it's the first platformer he ever played. So it can be Ow. Just we'll persevere ca- with it. it. Uh-huh. We'll call it the Southbound. Yeah. Mode. We'll just walk from yeah. the, the screen. Yeah. You walk from the
4: left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, and you'll see credits, and it'll be <laughs> there. You go, <laughs> there you go
3: <laughs> Well, guess how many deaths I had in that game, and I finished the game, and I, I also went through situations where I was going to give up. And one of those situations is I'm listening to Gareth. He's talking about, you know, the the woods, the misty woods, and I actually. Well, I for that, to the Ginzo tree, you know what I mean? So,
2: if I remember correctly, you had over a thousand deaths. If
3: yeah, I remember uh, 15, correctly, 15, there we go, 15, <laughs> 1536. Hey, but the, remember, you're
6: talking to a guy who tried the Witcher 3 on the hardest difficulty
3: just to start off. So, you know,
6: whatever, I'm gonna yeah. Ouch.
3: No, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, but. You know, for for me, I I it was definitely it's a it was a tough game. But I remember that part where the, I was actually lost to the Misty Woods. So you, what well, you the music did make me lost to the point where I I remember playing <laughs> well, that. Two Very three general. days, I'm like, I, I can't get past this part, and I finally and I finally figured it out. I think it was with the spider. You, or you
6: you went to Mac's guys. Just admit it. No,
3: I I, <laughs> I did not go to Mac's guys. I, I I weathered through it, but there was like a point where, like two three days of trying to play the game, I could not get past this point, and I weathered through it, and then obviously anybody that hits the ginzo tree is going to finish the game you know once once you get to that point and you know uh that just the whole game is great but uh that's my feeling on it
1: here's here's um here's a thing about difficulty i i think this has changed a little bit in the last year but i genuinely think the games have become too easy um and i agree th- obviously, I agree. Th- obviously I there's, agree. there's there's exceptions, but like, uh, I mean, some of these, some of these games, I mean, you're literally walking through an interactive movie and that's fine. Um, but like, I think games handhold a little bit too much. And yeah. if we have to challenge you a little bit, obviously, obviously there's a balance between being challenging and being annoying. Um, and obviously we want to remove <laughs> So you're not trying to be like part. vulgar to Viking Dark, Dark like souls. Right. <laughs> um, but the the thing is, you don't get any satisfaction from completing easy stuff. Like yeah. one of the problems I have, and the games are so polished, but like um, I I don't get as much as I feel like I should from playing a game like Uncharted, just because I I don't feel like I'm in control of the entire experience, uh, even though Paper, like, the experience. More yeah, even though the experience itself is incredible, uh, I feel sometimes like I'm a bystander, um, and maybe that's the point. But with um, with with the games that even even Dark Souls and Bloodborne, like it's on you. <laughs> um, so when you finish, and that's why people that's that's why these games that the Souls games have such a cult following because. The satisfaction you get. Now it's a slightly it's slightly masochistic in the um, in the <laughs> yeah. Souls games, uh, but I hope you get where I'm coming from. Like there, there's definitely a yeah. balance. There's uh, a sweet spot. So. Play
3: play a game yes. to be challenged. You what you don't want to. Yep. I agree. I felt that with Red Dead too a little bit, and that game was like for me. I played like I finished the game it was like 80 hours, but I felt like you know never got to the point where. I you know I didn't feel challenged. I felt like it was it was kind of an easy game and 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 if I could, you know, I love the game, I love the storyline, but if I could give it uh you know, there is uh, a little bit of a critique it is, is that it did feel like that. Like I just like, you know, it went right. through shoot shoot the games and it never really got to a point where I felt like I was being really challenged towards the end you know i was just blowing through the game you know um yeah. but you know that that was one of the great experiences um for me you know i always get a, yeah you're not a gamer this and that <laughs> but what if anybody finishes Ori and, and Oh uh, really? Really? Yeah, it's 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 a game that <laughs> you got you got you gotta finish. I, it's I have tough, to say. But it's so rewarding, yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it. It's you know a game you have, you have to finish. It's it's one of those games. Um maybe since that,
6: the uh, ultimate edition is in the game pass, maybe I'll go back and I mean
3: right. yeah. yeah, just just go for it, man. Because for me it was it was it was I had fifteen hundred and thirty-six deaths, and and where do you and, where do you uh, check your deaths? That's I uh, honestly a
5: shame uh, yeah, to work
3: from the app um but you know it, it was a rewarding feeling and, and just to draw a comparison i did feel like what you're saying is true with red dead redemption that's the biggest game, pretty much arguably of 2018 it did feel like that like kind of just like an interactive movie you get into a you know shooting thing and you blow the competition away and the story goes on
2: so gareth i did want to ask you a couple of uh of um ori and the wheel of the wisp a couple questions yep. um can you talk about um you know some of the different characters you'll meet
1: throughout ori's adventure
2: without giving too much i away mean i mean uh it's uh,
1: the obvious place to start is um with uh, the owl um it's pretty it should be pretty clear um mm-hmm. By by now, that like there's there's going to be an emphasis on that character because um, we showed the owl at the end of the um, at the end of the first trailer, and in and in the second uh, in the second trailer, there's one shot where uh, Ori is actually riding the owl. Um, so um, that's something you that's that's something new. Um, Obviously, uh, our old friends, Naru and Gumo, um, we also showed in the trailers they'll be returning. Uh, and um, again, something that we hinted at in uh, the trailer from E3 in 2018. Um, there's uh, a couple more characters who you might meet. I can't go into specifics. <laughs> uh, but I think I think one of the things that like we wanted to um, look at like improving from the first game to the second is right. uh, making the world uh, feel more uh, alive and lived in um, and i think Great. i think we've definitely addressed that
2: awesome nice so as far as like gameplay mechanics yeah um, now this is
1: something i can talk a little bit because it's like right. our big thing so um what hasn't so, been
2: introduced anything that hasn't been introduced that you can you can talk about
1: that has been introduced.
2: has
1: and um, hasn't. So, oh, has and hasn't, hasn't. Um, I mean, I feel like there's so much stuff that's coming. Like, it's it, it almost, it, it, that's a hard question to answer, like what hasn't been introduced. But the, the main thing, the main focus for us um, from the first game to the second was improving the combat experience. Uh, because mostly, if we're being honest, the combat experience in the first game is press X. Um, and it's cool, and it looks amazing. Um, but there's a couple of additional abilities, um, like you can use bash from the first game to uh, throw projectiles back at your enemies. But right. I think a lot of people, a lot of people were um, probably just pressing X uh, a lot to get through the game, and we wanted to make that more satisfying. Um, I don't know how many of you played the demo, the live demo that we had at E3. Uh um, but if yeah, you but did if you, you really, had
2: a chance to oh, you didn't play
3: it yet? I, I do I don't I watched it, I didn't play it. Oh
1: that's
2: right, I that's couldn't right. get through. You had a chance to but
1: play it. We we hinted at uh, multiple weapons uh, in the game and right. Ori with weapons is just pretty badass, let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> so um, like Ori with a um, you know with a spear, Ori with a bow, Ori with a sword, like um, so, and we've we've shown we sh- You've shown all of that like we've shown some clips and some of it's been in the demo sorry yeah go ahead
2: so garrett with all those weapons um will yes. we see boss battles finally in the game traditional boss battles you can't say
3: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> just give away nice, the story uh, come on come it's on <laughs> yeah. the ending. give us the, don't, tell us the ending before you give us the release date
2: will there be <laughs> traditional boss battles in
1: ori will the wisps all I'll say is, you saw a spider in the E3 2018 trailer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Way to corner
0: him, Jeremy.
1: It was, the, it, was, it was a nice try, but like I'll get into so much trouble. Um, Let's see. So, I saw wow. a
0: spider, yeah. a frog... <laughs> Boss battles uh, confirmed.
1: Just... <laughs> a windmill. <laughs>
3: Well, we'll we'll, see, we'll wait and see. Yes, yeah. yes we're, we're yes, going yes, it. to yeah, you YouTube channel you fight,
1: tomorrow. you fight the windmill. Sorry, sorry. What did you say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's Don Quixote then. All right. <laughs> Team Jeremy. That's great. Yeah, that's kind of
2: a
1: loaded question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's uh. You well,
3: weathered it. You I think. Weathered I it well. I think. You it well.
1: I think. I think. Like the best. if if, if, if you see something in the trailer. Uh, the only limit is your imagination. Right. That's awesome. That's so, yeah, that's like, I think that uh, that's a fairly open ended answer, um, and I won't get into trouble for it. Um, so, um, I'm going
3: yeah. right, to change the subject and answer a question that I have. It's it's kind of previous to what you yes. said when you talked about uh, uh, the, the VR game. What is your feeling on VR? And you said that you didn't. You used a lot of electronical stuff. Would you say that experience is something that uh, grew you as a composer?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, So no matter what genre of music I'm doing, it's uh, like one would think. Like, how does working with synthesizers benefit doing a project, a benefit a project like Ori? and on the surface, it's not it doesn't look like it would benefit at all. But actually, if you listen carefully to Ori and the Blind Forest and for what's coming from Will of the Wisps, there's plenty of synthetic elements in there. It's just the, they're not like they're not like at the forefront of the, the sonic experience. Um, but it's actually that blend of orchestra and like gentle soft pulsing sounds. If you listen to ev- any track in Ori, there's always like a gentle pulsing back and mm-hmm. forth in music. Um, that's all electronic. Um, so going, going from like doing a full electronic project and then like learning, taking everything from that, like I learned a lot more about how to produce sounds and that goes directly into Ori. Um, what was your question about
3: VR, what what do you, how do you feel
1: on it? Do you feel, uh, oh, is
3: if it's a it mainstay, is it something that, you know, will take over gaming? I mean, it, or what is just your overall optimistic, your overall, just not your optimistic, but your overall outlook of VR? I don't do you think. think it could fail or do you just be honest on it?
1: Okay so uh, my take on VR and this is just my opinion uh, it won't really take off until we get rid of the cables. we've got to get rid of the cables because 100%, it's like dude. you look like a you look like a cyborg like weird robot <laughs> like when you're plugged into one of these things it's not okay the, the biggest problem VR has is is not cool uh, yeah. like 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 no one wants to put on a friggin headset um and like look like that and like wandering around their living room aimlessly Uh, i think a really cool comparison um when nintendo made the 3ds they they were able to do 3d without having to wear the glasses like that's the kind of technological jump that vr needs to do for it to really take off and we're probably still i don't know five to 10, I don't know like how quickly the tech is developing, we're probably still like five to 10 years away. The other problem is the the resolution of the headsets. It's just not there yet. The the computing power is not there yet. We need really, really high frame rates. um, And it needs to be doubled because you're dealing with two two screens. Um, But I don't think it will ever take over gaming, but it could be, an amazing supplement. There are some really amazing VR experiences out there. I have a feeling Hellblade is one of them, but I can't yeah. confirm yet. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think they are out there. It's but it's definitely it's definitely not going to die. Um, but All it's right. it's just it's just not there yet. Um, watch watch this space. Um, it's it's just it's still an area of growth and experimentation.
5: In yeah, my opinion. I, th-
3: I think one of the games that 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 shows off VR in a very good light is Resident Evil 7 um I just feel like the that's game in VR yeah. yeah and supposedly oh it's God, the that's, scariest that's, thing that's, ever. That's,
1: terrifying yeah, totally yeah. It now. thanks
3: yeah <laughs> um uh so I, play, I, I have
1: played it but i haven't played the i haven't played the vr version uh, hmm.
3: i've heard from people who play it, they can't get through it. it's too scary I mean, it's the, it's an
1: amazing
2: experience it really is amazing experience
1: the scarier the better for me i i freaking love horror so good to know <laughs> I mean, that's why we put a spider. that's why we put a spider in ori too so i can like get a chance to exercise my uh gary writing
3: uh, how, how how did thomas uh come in contact with you did he what was the thing that tipped him off to say hey let's talk to this guy for Ori"?
1: uh i think there was like one specific really obscure piece of music that i did from like a student film um but i think he liked it. I, I, wish I, I wish I could remember what it was. I think I can, but like it's it's only like a forty-second piece, uh, but it had a simple melody and it had a very ambient background, and I think that simplicity, as well as having a melody, is what caused him to reach out. It's quite hard to find composers that like are comfortable writing melody. I I love it. Um, and uh, i think i think that's what caused him to reach out to me um Mm -hmm. but that's like that's a core part of my music and what i do like i like putting things in that people can hum and take away with them like when you go to see a movie um it doesn't happen in every movie but like i think a sign of a successful soundtrack is you can recognize it after two seconds like, and that doesn't necessarily have to be a tune like the Star Wars theme or the Halo. Da, 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 da. Like, everyone recognizes it, but it doesn't have to just be that. It can also be like a sound or like a texture. Everyone knows what Inception sounds like because it has those massive friggin' horns. Like everyone knows what that yeah. sounds like. And that's not a melody, but it's still a sound or an idea. Um, and I think that's the sign of a successful soundtrack. And I think, um, I, I, I you'd, have, you'd have to ask Thomas, but like, I think like, right. that's yeah, that's a tough like question, the, the ability to like, it's, it's basically a form of branding. Um, and like when you can brand something with a sound or a musical idea, it can be extremely powerful. Look at the end of every trailer that we do for Ori. We just stick, right. the, we just stick the first line of the Ori theme in there. Cause it would feel wrong not to, um, right. like, Let's take the second game. Uh, people are probably going to be annoyed if, like, we don't put the main theme on the main menu. <laughs> so it's like I've probably got to do that, right? Um, I'll probably do a variation of it, but like, it's still got to be recognizable. Like, imagine Star Wars if they didn't put like the the fanfare on, like, oh, for yeah. the Absolutely. yeah, you know, people would people would riot. Uh, so <laughs> it's like uh, they're just like, but that that's a good thing. Um, uh, so like I, th- I think like that ability to like find, um, to find like a a sonic identifier, um, that's um, I think that's what Thomas heard. I, I, I know. Like, Interesting. Uh, it's, yeah. Now, when um, you
3: when 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 you had that, was was that like a big break for you, or uh, was that like one of the one of the big moments in... What did you think of video games and composing before that? Was this like the first time that you entered the arena or was it like how did just if you take us there at that point when you get the phone call, did you already know about video games? Were you doing that or was this new to
1: you? Oh yeah, I mean I done I done a couple of I done a couple of smaller smaller indie projects. Uh one of them is called Primal Carnage, which was like this crazy humans versus this is dinosaurs uh, fighting game, uh, like a multiplayer thing. Um, it actually, it actually did reasonably well, um, but it was like it was uh, an indie project. Um, this, uh, this was definitely it. Obviously, opened up a lot of doors, um, but being um, being a game since the age of like four. Uh, I think, and this comes back to that very first thing about taste, I've played a lot of games. And I've played a lot of bad games and I've played a lot of good games so I, I just know what, a. I feel like I know what a good game feels like and I also know what a bad game feels like and when I played the prototype of Ori I was like really crap this feels like a great game and it's so early. Um, it just felt good to play in my hands so I was like, I need to do everything I can to get this damn game because it could open up a lot of doors for me, and it, it did. So, um, so yeah.
0: All right. Now, what would you say would be like a dream soundtrack to work on? It doesn't have to be video games per se, but like, what would be something that would you would really enjoy working on?
1: That is an easy one, and I have been asked this before. So, um, like. Uh, and it, this kind of linked my um, my experience working Minecraft, like doing music in different settings. Uh, there is not a lot I wouldn't do to work on an Assassin's Creed title. Oh wow! Um, because like that. because you get you get to you just get to explore a certain period of history. Uh, plus, I ha- I am one of those crazy people that has played every single Assassin's Creed. Um, I literally just finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey over Christmas um so i am up to date i am familiar with all of the law i've put god knows how many hours into that series far too many i don't care it's a game i make time for um and i i just love i just love the series um and everything and everything they're doing doing with it um and so, so yeah that's 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 my answer, particularly if they ever did an Assassin's Creed set in Japan, because obviously I lived there for three years. So it would make a lot of sense, but these things are out of my hands. It may never happen. That's (laughs) that's that's the question. uh, And that's my answer.
6: What's your favorite Um, Assassin's Creed?
1: Oh, um, Assassin's Creed 2 It's it's Assassin's Creed 2 closely followed by um, Black Flag. Yeah, that was amazing.
6: Yeah, I, I, I give those two uh, two thumbs up.
0: All right. Now, at this point, I'd like to get to take a few mo- moments to go to the, the chat questions. And there's a question from De Niro Primero. And this fan of the oh, show. Oh, wow, was, you
6: just murdered his name. What? <laughs> it's <De Niro laughs> Primero. Come on. okay.
5: Oh, hey, it's
6: all right. What? You're, I thought I said a Canadian. it properly. You're, you're Canadian. Oh, I'm Canadian. It's all right
0: all right well he asks uh what what did he ask actually uh he asked what is one of your favorite scores in video games gareth
1: oh what a loaded question um <laughs> it is but let me let me let me think about that give me like 20 seconds talk amongst yourself for 20 seconds and i will give you a good on the ninja um, theory i have to think about this <laughs> um <go with. laughs> okay
0: I tell you, speaking of Assassin's Creed, though, like, I, I actually thought Brotherhood was pretty good, too.
6: Well, the whole Ezio collection was good.
0: Yeah, Ezio. I miss Ezio, actually. It's I need to Ezio, go back and yeah. play Black Flag. I heard that was pretty good.
4: And I got DLC. And stuff Black, Black Flag was on. amazing. It really was.
6: Espe- Black especially because the guy's the, the voice that does um, what's-his-face in the, the comic book show. What is it? Uh, Legend of Tomorrow? He does um, Constantine.
1: OK, <clears throat> yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan, uh, I, I, have my, I have my answer, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. But we're talking there. about Assassin's um, Creed. we we'll gave yeah, we'll 20 we'll seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you know, like, actually, I think um, the early Assassin's Creed games have amazing soundtracks. Um, but number two. Uh, yeah, um, particularly number two. Um, but the, there's, a couple, there's a couple that really stick out in uh, my memory. Um, one of them, and because it's a, one of the first games I ever played, uh, is Final Fantasy VII, um, just because it's packed with melodies. But the one that I keep going back to, because it's a really uh, enjoyable listening experience, is Shadow of the Colossus oh okay uh, i think wow. i think it has an amazing soundtrack um one of the best. and yeah that's it's it's such a it's such a unique game as well um so um yeah the soundtrack the soundtrack is just is it's just one of the the all-time great for me uh one more uh sorry i know it's kind of cheating because he said one but whatever i guess um, so uh the other is bioshock uh the entire series oh, um there yeah. is not- there is not a composer who can write like that composer does. Um, he has his own incredibly unique style. Um, no one can do what he does, and it just perfectly fits all three Bioshock games.
4: Very good choices.
3: Very. I agree with you. The Bioshock uh, series is just something that it's just it's just a sight to behold. And well, just the whole it. sound
6: scheme of, of the, that series is. Crazy you know to the machines and the the, the voices, you know, it's just all around quality. Uh, audio. And
3: sadly, we won't we don't one of my pet peeves is it doesn't look like we're gonna get a a, a sequel of Bioshock 4, which is is horrendous to me. It's and a shame. A, a good game. That game I, I that thought uh, takes too
6: so not too long ago that
3: they
0: they there's, there's rumors. No yeah,
3: I, love, I hope I hope it's true because to me that just enrages me that that game <laughs> would fail to continue because the world that 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 they bring me to in that game is is like pretty much one of my favorite worlds like to play in. I always remember playing that game, the first one, and with the the girl with the baby carriage and she with the whatever that thing was. I was like, this. The slicers are scary. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. The spices file that I was like, this is what I want in video games. This is the, you know, this is this is cool. So I always remember that. And then I played the last one, which, uh, the ending, oh my god, the ending in that game is is one of my favorite endings, if not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, nice twist,
6: but isn't it amazing how they took it from the ocean to the air? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I'll admit I miss Rapture more than I do Columbia. There was a certain yeah, it, it was creepy character to uh, to Rapture that I just really enjoyed, and uh, I don't know. I guess yeah, the setting overall was very had a nice atmosphere to it for me. Yeah, very creepy. Like, Whereas would you Columbia, please
6: make a sequel.
0: Hmm?
6: Would you kindly please make a sequel? <laughs> yeah. <please. laughs>
0: would you kindly? <laughs> well i might kindly get to the next question uh <laughs> let's see now gareth what would you recommend for people interested in gaming music like how would you go about pursuing a job in the industry per se
5: Whew, i know um, it's a
0: bit of a loaded it, it, question <laughs> but <laughs> but it,
1: but what like well you the know, thing just... is it, it, yeah i i know i i've i've got this question and it, it kind of changes because the world is changing like so fast, and like how mm-hmm. how I how I got started would I approach like you know basically ten years ago now, it would be like my approach ten years ago probably wouldn't work uh, now, but I think I think one of the key things is um, I don't think you have to be a gamer to be a game composer, but you have to have an understand how games work, they're made. That's where that's where to start. Um, it definitely helps if you're a gamer, obviously, um, but it, it's not like it doesn't have to be a barrier. Secondly, um, you, you've really got to know your stuff because there's so many people trying to get jobs in in uh, in gaming. I mean, even even at Moon Studios, I mean, composers like send send the studio uh, like resumes every week. Um, even though I'm working, I'm the one working on it. It's kind of funny, um, but you know, sure. But uh, you've really got to know your stuff. Um, I think then after that, don't try and sound like someone else that already exists. um, Because why would I hire someone trying to sound like Hans Zimmer? It's just going to sound like second rate Hans Zimmer. Uh, Don't even, you know. Don't even try and sound like me or any or Marty O'Donnell or, or like or Gary Shyman who did Bioshock. Like just you have to find like your own unique voice because that is what gets. It's first of all, it's what gets you noticed and hired for the first time. It's also like retaining that unique voice is what gets you hired again and again and again. Now, when you're starting out and you want to meet people, it's not enough to do it from friggin' Twitter, Facebook, Insta, Insta, whatever. Like, it's it's just not enough. You've got to go out and meet real people. And then the other key is, is not to treat people like objects to give you work. You've got to treat them like people. Um, ultimately, the easiest way to get work is to get work from your friends. Um, but then your work's got to be good, so you've got to be ready. Um, I think a lot of people, when they go to conventions, um, especially those who are starting, and I was guilty of this too, um, everything is networking. Networking is like one of the most horrendous words ever created um, because it just implies that I am trying to get something from you no matter what. Um, And really, it should be about what can you do for the person who might who might hire you. And you don't even want to address that like at the beginning. What you really want to do is focus on like just being a normal person. Like uh, be a normal person first and then compose the second. This stuff all like might sound like it has nothing to do with music, but like actually getting a job is like 90% psychological and 10% to do with your ability. Um, because it is assumed that you will be good at doing the music. So what is going to, like, are, are you going to be are, you, are, are you boring or are you fun to hang out with? Like, are you going to be easy to work with or are you going to be difficult to work? And most people make that decision on you within the first 30 seconds of meeting you. So, so don't true. screw it up. Like, you just got to oh, be true. like a normal person. It's just that's just how humans are like um, like it's it's just it's just how we programs like most people will make their mind up about you in 30 seconds. You've got to make a good first impression. Um So I if you're going that, into I like, that
2: problem, I have a problem yeah. with that.
1: Well, you, may, you yes, to make yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> a great first impression. He makes a great first impression because he gave me a cigar at E3. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: me, he wasn't gave really me a, a first
1: impression, but like. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think just getting started. Um, don't worry if the work doesn't come immediately. The, the, the one final thing is, um, you've got to write a ton of music just to get noticed. And there's no shame in like, uh, you know, writing a lot of music and not being happy with it because you've got to learn from it. Um, I think when you're getting started, you're trying to create your your masterpiece, and I'm sorry. Just like when you're like 24, you're not going to write a masterpiece. Most of it's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> Take it from someone who's done like just for just taking Or an example. You know, Or is about two hours of music. There's a lot of stuff that people like will never hear. There's a lot of there's a lot of crap that has to be written just to get to the good stuff. Um, and That's especially true if you're starting out. So you've just got to write a lot of music. A lot is just really hard work. Um, And the more music you write, the easier it gets.
6: Do you think life experiences has anything to do with it?
1: Absolutely. And that comes back to the very first thing I said about taste. You've got to develop your taste. You've got to travel, you've got to meet new people, you've got to put yourself in unfamiliar situations because all of that will inform you write music as well so yeah that is uh, a very very important point um if you're, if you're if you're like studying the whole time you, you go to music school and do a bachelor degree and then you go and do a master's degree and then you do a doctorate you're not going to get any real life experience because you're stuck all the whole time like go and live a little um, like do something crazy just do don't do anything illegal well if you do do something illegal just don't tell anyone about it um, <laughs> <laughs> don't anything it, like bad uh but like just just do something that isn't normal for you and you'll get so much out of it even like if it makes you like a little bit uncomfortable um, you'll get so much out of it um than just staying in your comfort zone um The one of, sorry to get psychological again, but I love it. I I love it. Great knowledge, man. (laughs)
3: Yeah, we're taking (laughs) this. All
1: right. Well, humans are programmed. Like, what's the number one thing we're programmed to do? We're programmed to survive. Like, so we're going to, and being programmed to survive means taking the easiest route. And taking the easiest route is not going to be the way to success in the entertainment industry because the entertainment industry is friggin' hard. So you gotta do the things that make you uncomfortable because that's ultimately what's gonna make you grow as a human being, or at least one of the things that will make you grow.
0: Absolutely. Now we had another question in the chat. It's a really good question from Delilah HD. Uh, Question, life after Ori, Uh, are you official member of Moon Studios? And uh,
1: what's next for you, Gareth? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm technically, uh, you know, I'm technically an independent contractor for, for Moon Studios. But uh, until until uh, Thomas and the the gang don't like what I'm doing, uh, I'm I'm board uh, for whatever whatever they decide to do next. Um, I have um, a couple of things in the pipeline which I definitely can't talk about. Um, but one one of them in particular will be very 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 surprising when it's uh, announced. Uh, it, it's not the kind of thing he would associate me with, and I can't wait to screw people's heads. And so just uh, and just name the is.
2: just name the studio, and then we'll we'll let you go. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: go nice again. try. <laughs> I like the answer. I like the answer.
6: Jeremy's All gonna right. get
0: blocked after this. You
3: have the curiosity going right now
0: i don't know uh, gareth any chance we can get you to create a txr soundtrack or intro and uh, if so what do you charge <laughs> <laughs> Talk to something we can't afford
1: no. <laughs> 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 uh, we could i yeah i could do something for you guys oh yeah, yeah nice. you guys don't need that to nice. charge me i don't need to charge me anything it just, uh, just depends depends on just, what you I'll want
3: i'll just bring you cigars at e3 how about that
1: that works
3: and for <laughs> lunch, we <laughs> got to do lunch and we do lunch.
1: We owe you one, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and a beverage. It's all good, I, man. You know, one thing I have to say about you, and and I have to tell the fans: uh, last C three, you were uh, on the floor for the whole night with Ori, and you interacted with all the fans, and you talked about the game. Uh, I just felt like. That was uh, really cool of you um to be there the whole night i think you were there two nights and you you know you you talked about the game and you really were behind the game and you were there for the fans uh accessible and and, uh you went about it very uh professionally i felt like you were like totally there the whole time until the end so i just wanted to say uh that was a great thing and uh thank you for the fans for doing that stuff i mean i mean uh,
1: honestly tim that's like the that is Honestly, the best part of the job like it's it's being with the fans in person being able to talk about the game Uh, The only thing that comes close to it is like seeing fans react on Twitch I mean, this is why we do what we do like watching people react um, and um, Like and, and getting to talk to them about it. So honestly like it, I think I was on the floor for like three to four hours, but it felt like th- three to four minutes. It just went by so quickly. It's like, it is my pleasure. I like, I love doing all of that stuff. Um, so, and if we're doing it again this year, then I will be, I will be back. Yeah, I'm cool. kind
6: of bummed. I didn't get a chance to really
2: talk to you that much, but
1: next poll post- this year. Well, yeah.
2: Gareth, we love you, man. We appreciate you coming on.
6: Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. No, thank, thank you, you. Gareth. Amazing.
3: 3 a.m. for you. And
1: Thank you so much. No, no, it's it, and it's now 14 a.m. So oh, I, wow. uh, I, I owe you. I owe you. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, and thanks for being great hosts. And, uh, yeah, I hope you'll have me back at some point in the future. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to deliver Ori, uh, Ori2 Ori uh, to you guys along with the rest of uh, the well, team. Well, well maybe, in September. In September, maybe, uh,
2: maybe in September when Ori2
3: launches.
6: Oh,
1: here we go again! (laughs) Um, You you know,
6: Jeremy's a fisherman.
1: Yeah, you know he
3: he he always asks that question. You know.
1: All right, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a really great. uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. It's gonna come out sometime between January and December of this year. Uh. (laughs) Very good. I'm, sorry. I'm such an ass. <laughs> 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 You're smart ass.
3: We'll be happy when it, yeah. when it hits. But, All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank,
1: thank you. you. See you thanks, in June, my
5: friend.
1: All right. Have a good one, guys. All right. Cheers.
5: Yeah.
0: Bye. All right. Bye, Gareth. And uh, yeah, with that comes an end to the show, guys. And hey, I would like to take a moment to thank everyone to uh, come out and listen and participate in the chat great group here as always and uh, you know keeping us company this evening and I don't know does anybody want to talk about what they've been playing before we go
3: well I'm gonna be going soon because uh, I have to go to sleep but I have been playing I played Resident Evil 2 Uh, Last night, and I have to say, uh, I recommend it. It is scary. Use a headset. I can't Uh, do
4: it. I can't do uh, it. It's
3: like it's it's one of those games that, you know, we talk about Hellblade that you have to listen to on your headset. Mm
5: -hmm. Not
3: that I'm comparing this to that, but this is a game you should listen to with your headphones because it is so. So well done, and it's so scary. I heard it's nothing like, but
4: good things, man. And even with Resident Evil so, Seven, I, I couldn't do it. But within ten minutes, I couldn't
2: handle it. Tim, Tim, wait till the tyrant comes out and tries to get, attack you. You're gonna shit yourself. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I was, I was scared. Like I had a, I, I got uh, like you know 25 30 minutes, in and I was just like, this is too much. I turned it off but uh hopefully maybe I don't think I'm going to play tonight but I'm probably going to play tomorrow during the day cuz I'm off but I'm I have to say uh listeners the it's like it's 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 all what it's propped up to be I think it's a 91 on uh metacritic so uh they nice. did a good job there
4: i've been playing that anthem demo man i've been enjoying that um, oh yeah I, I enjoy anthem a lot it's great i've only got an hour into it you know because of other things i had to do last night but um from what i played um it was it was hella good man Hella fun and i'm yeah, hearing hopefully
2: huge megatron
4: that's going to end tonight right like nine well it's already over the demo's over but it's already over now is it is it supposed to be open for next weekend does anyone
2: know right yeah We're yeah going it's now. gonna be the open now it's gonna be the open beta demo or whatever it's called yeah
6: hopefully i can get into that one i i sat there at the choose choose mission screen for like 15 minutes yeah it's I, it's, I, it's for everybody
2: so it's for everybody
6: all right all right well well i've, I've been playing uh ace combat which i, I you know i love fighter pilot, fighter you know fight sim and fighter pilot sim whatever the hell you call it but uh I'm playing a lot. It's kind of funny. You know, I was playing the other night, and my wife wakes up. She's like, All right, Trigger, which is the character in the game. said, like, All right, Trigger, let's go to bed already. And I'm like, Man, don't be listening to my game. What's wrong with you,
4: lady? It sounds like role yeah. playing night over there. That's what hey, I like. said. Hey, Hey, Trigger. <laughs>
6: Only you, Coop. Only you. Uh, nah, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, Ace Combat, you know, it's the original. It's the best. So. I ain't hating. I'm playing at the hardest difficulty, so it it's it's hard. I haven't gotten that far. I think I'm on, I'm on like the sixth, sixth or seventh mission, and it's tough.
2: You guys are going to laugh at this, but if I, I've actually been playing a little bit of Sea of Thieves with some legendary players. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. Tim, Tim, don't tell anybody, please. Don't tell anybody. Tim what you, you you played?
3: No, I'm, I'm I'm You played uh, Sea of Thieves. What would you say? Yeah, Is with some. Le-
2: I played Sea of Thieves with <laughs> some legendary, legendary
6: players. The pirate legends or some like famous people?
3: No,
2: no like pirate legends.
6: No, oh, okay. So are you enjoying um, it more?
3: Or
2: are you still shitting on it? No, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it more. It's the same game.
3: Shut up! Make him walk. No, no, The what you're doing. <laughs> game that I keep going back drowned I have to say i'm gonna have to uh leave but i have to say great job today guys um yeah, great too, job invader uh great questions and great uh hosting yeah it was a uh, good show and um i'll be show. back <clears throat> i'll be back next week
6: all right all right, all right, all right for, for sure right, fellas good job man everything was beautiful Garrett was awesome mm-hmm, for sure and the chat was popping too
0: oh yeah the chat the chat's been lively it's been great you know we had jago siberia indie gamer uh post mike Up, Yabara, kid smooth yeah mike yabara uh we got lots basement. of delilah, delilah, Radio, delilah
4: el boogie
0: diego oh yeah. boogie's
6: in i didn't
0: see her yeah she's there oh nice oh, yeah oh yeah lots of fantastic people in the chat keeping it lively thank you all very much for coming out uh you know what i've actually started playing red dead redemption 2 guys and i'm still really early on and you know what i gotta tell you i'm like i'm just taking it all in because rockstar's done such a good job i'm just like it's like a movie to me it's so good it's a lot it's a lot to take in man that game yeah like just the amount of detail that they put into it you know i go i pass by like a i'm a mountain of rocks and the amount of detail in there is just i'm just like my jaw's dropping even like the draw distance and the voice acting is phenomenal like it's no it like they make a really believable world and i'm i'm just i'm, I'm impressed i'm impressed i'm still early on so we'll see how it goes but so far so far i am really liking it You're doctor you've been- Doc, have you been playing anything recently? Doc dropped. I think Doc, yeah, Doc, Doc had already left. I think oh. yeah, lost his connection.
6: Yeah, yeah. He, he dropped about 20 minutes ago or so.
0: I had not even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But with that, we'll get to the outros, fellas. Uh, Mr. Downer, where can people find you at? At home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh-uh. Yelling
4: at
2: the kids.
4: Get a
0: job. <laughs> <laughs> awkward, silence. <laughs> awkward silence all right and, and megatron where can everyone find you at
4: i'm always on twitter man uh megatron underscore one nine seven five that's it
0: all right <laughs> good stuff good stuff short plain simple good stuff all right and southbound where can everybody find you
6: you can find your boy southy on twitter at southbound 110 all one word or Hit me up on the Xbox. Which I, you know, it's funny because I get random messages like "Yo, hey, hi," and then when I respond, I get nothing. It's like, what was the point of messaging me then? It's like if you want to talk, talk. I'm I'm cool, I'm cool with everybody, but don't just give me something stupid like "Hey, yo,
0: what's up?" Say something, Your, damn it! And send me holler, fifty bucks. at you boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, and of course, guys, you know me, Invader. You can find me on Invader Gaming, my YouTube channel, and hey, I'm very active on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. Also, again, I would like to extend a a big thank you to Gareth Coker for coming on the show. It was great to chat with him, talk with him about Ori and other things in the gaming industry, with uh, music composition and such. He was very insightful, and we'd love to have him back on at some point. And uh, you know where to find his content, Uh, Gareth Coker. If you uh, look on uh, YouTube and his his own website, the guy has awesome content. Definitely check out his music composition. It is first class. Now, guys, don't forget to hit that like button. Share this out. And hey, don't forget to check out our website, txrpodcast.com for all kinds of good stuff on there. Anyways, guys, this is the TXR Podcast, and we are heading
5: off. See you guys. Later.